Welcome to Random Rambles. I'm Taja. And I'm Amy. And we're here to talk about, well, whatever we feel like talking about. And apparently Amy is going to torture us all today. Am I? From the get-go? Yeah. Oh, how exciting. Well, I really, it's leading up very quickly to my, I'll underline my <laughs> favourite time of year, Christmas. Because if my intro didn't give away the fact that I'm not a fan. <laughs> I think that doesn't give... It justice saying not a fan. Hey, look, I'm not going to like completely destroy other people's enjoyment of it. I'll even participate in certain things. But yeah, I just hate the consumerism of it. I hate how much pressure it puts on people. And I just don't want to participate in any of that. Well, she is wearing a Christmas shirt. For our next recording of our next podcast. Yeah. Same things. Yes. So I'm proud of her for doing that. Now describe the shirt. Ooh, how do I describe this shirt? It's a skeleton yeah, with a Christmas hat with a couple of wreaths and that sort of and hanging off. Cage. It's a rib cage. <laughs> holding a hot mug of cocoa, maybe? Or some sort I'm of hot... going with coffee because oh. that's what I drink. Yeah, okay, coffee. But the, the liquid is not visible, so, you know. It could be anything. It's something hot. Like. Um, and it's also got a um, snowflake and very Christmassy mug with snowflakes falling in the background. So it's... Festive, but also nightmare before Christmassy kind of feel. Well, it's not Jack Skellington; it's just a Skellington. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm blaming the lack of tooth for that one. Oh, here we go, harping on about I just had dentist surgery. You feel sorry for me? It was less than twenty four hours. <laughs> I feel like she's brought it up like ten times already since I've been here. Yeah. Not on this podcast, because that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, we're not even fucking 30 seconds in yet. <laughs> well, okay, going back to your point about how much you hate the consumerism and the pressure and everything on Christmas, I, um, oh, we'll say 10 years ago now, decided that it is too stressful, the day, um, and the lead up to it, and everyone's running around like headless chooks um, for no reason, you know, while you're trying to work, what she's Tasha's looking at her. I just found more cat hair on her, the outside of my glass. And, her glass her and trying to observe whether or not it's right to drink it. It's all right. It's on the outside of glass. I'll just remove it. I can't help that my cat. It's summer. He's losing hair more than an abominable snowman. Ooh, interesting topic. Um, so what we. <laughs> So what we do now is my family go to a big hotel and book in and we have Christmas lunch or Christmas dinner or Christmas Eve dinner there. So you show up in nice clothes, you eat, you be merry, you are in a ballroom generally like because they're using their events um, area that is all jazzed up, got all the all the trimmings and you can, you know, put on whatever you want, Christmas shirts. Santa hats, all of the things. She has so many. She brought so, so many with her. So many. Anyway. So many. <laughs> she almost rival Renee. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount Renee has. Yeah. I mean, I could have brought my tub, but I I better, I thought I'd better not. Your face would have said it all. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. So, we go in. We eat. We are in the aircon. Not that you're not in the aircon at home. Um, and whoever wants to join us joins us. 
and whoever doesn't doesn't so generally it's been my mum my brother myself and maybe my nana so you don't exchange presents anymore we do we do that on so lately it's been the last couple of years we do christmas eve um dinner and then the next day what'll be like a brunch we'll just have like you know like a late breakfast exchange gifts and do the board game thing for the rest of the day basically I so think we tried the board game thing in my family once and it just resulted into like holes in walls can you point the holes out in the walls that wasn't in this house okay it's at my grandmother's old place okay are they still there or they've been covered well the house has been sold so i assume they've been <laughs> we then had to play outside for a couple of years and that just resulted in pieces being lost in the backyard that's an illegal move. Bang! It's, this isn't Monopoly, is it? This is better not be Monopoly. I mean, Monopoly was probably one of them at one stage, but then we had, like, um, the home improvement game. Yep. Uh, any card game. Rubik's. Oh, yeah. There, there, there's so many. We tried many. Battleship was always the most safest. You look so defeated. We tried many. We're just not that sort of family. Yeah, the best game that we found to work for my family yeah, was just fill a couple of buckets up with freaking water balloons, turn everyone loose in the backyard. Mm. The hot. more I learn about your family, the more I understand this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very hot summer's day. Everyone's a little bit cranky. Everyone's yeah. a little bit tired and you're just sort of like, you know what? Yeah. Water balloons sounds great. Well, for those playing at home, we, we don't have pools. No. So. Um, no pool. If we had a pool, we would not need the water balloons. No. Or you could have the water balloons too. No, I think we wouldn't do the water balloons because then you have the problem of them getting stuck in the filter and that. We'd probably just go for super soakers. We did have a Even couple of those. Better. Or nice. just the hose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it takes less stress because a lot of the time it was mum leading, you know, leading up to Christmas, working right up until the day of Christmas Day, trying to organise the giant feast for like 20 or so relatives yeah. coming to our place, getting a really hot kitchen oh. um, that, you know, no air con can combat. No, like we, gave up so... on the, we gave up on the whole Christmas feast thing, like, geez, probably before I was even born. We just do a barbecue. Yeah. Just straight up Aussie style barbecue. Yeah. Some steak, some fish, yeah. some, you know, corn and. Do you do seafood? Yeah. 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 We have to be careful though because um, we've got a couple of allergies in the family. So mm. we've got some, like, mum loves her prawns, but we can't have too many of them at the table because Oma's allergic. Okay. But Eddie's shellfish, she's allergic to. So seafood is, um, yes, available, but not prominent. Uh huh. It's more steak, salads, desserts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's taken all the pressure away so we can just literally rock up, you enjoy the thing, wherever we're going. Because it's always a good spread. It's always traditional, too. So you've got all the roast pig, roast lamb, roast beef, whatever, all the things. You've got your cold ham, all the cold cut, you know, all the different desserts and everything that you'd normally have. Um, beside trifle, whoever invented that needs to get nicked. Oh Do not like love you. Trifle. He hates that dessert too. That's why. Why would you I come don't, up with it? I don't mind it, but I think it depends on how it's made. It needs to be made properly for uh-huh. it to be enjoyable. If it hasn't been made properly or it's been left to sit too long, it just gets oh, gross and mushy. <laughs> <laughs> that was very violent. <laughs> it just. 
I don't know. Maybe it, did, it was always sat out too long. So it just, it's all mushy. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's, trifle. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um. So you just, yeah, turn up. I don't like the big ones either. They need to be like little. Like tiny, yeah. individualized, yes, servings. Yes. Um, I think I had a friend who had a build your own trifle bar at one of her Christmases. Build your own trifle bar? Yeah. So like I had all the components and then you took your little cup and you went along and you built it. And then when you went back to your table and you ate it, it was like as fresh as it could possibly be. I like that. And it was good for the adults too because they could just make it as boozy as they wanted. (laughs) Is it just alcohol? There's no actual traffic going on. No, there was was a couple of guys that were where you'd like, the sponge cake was like that clean sort of yellowy vanilla color. Yeah. But when they got it back to the table, it looked like it had been dunked in motor oil. There was so much coffee and brandy (laughs) on it. (laughs) And then brandy in the custard. Or rum. Whatever takes your fancy, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had one guy who just dumped eggnog in it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I mean, why not? It's creamy. Yeah. I mean, it mixes well with the custard, I suppose. (laughs) It's very eggy. They're both eggs. (laughs) (laughs) It's egg upon egg upon egg. But, yeah, I found that taking the stress away and limiting how much we spend, you know, on each other and what we're doing around that time. So has helped because we have also quite a number of birthdays happen around this time. It's probably the most birthday-centric for our family. So, yeah, yeah it just yeah. goes bananas from pretty – well, before my um, nana passed away, she was on Boxing Day. Then I'm on the 30th of December. Then it's my brother on the 15th of January. Then it's my dad on the 18th of January. So it's just quite a, like, string of... I think ours is sort of split in two in our family because we've okay. got, like – November, December, January, February, and then so ah, July and yeah, that in the middle of the year for the kids and that. And so we've got that's good. It's kind of across kind sort of, of better than mum's on her own in July. Yeah, mum's at right at the end of July. I'm <laughs> telling her she loves Christmas as much as you do. Crazy freaking people. She absolutely <laughs> adores it. She loves all of the pageantry of it. She has all the decorations. She, she really she, does. She really does. Yeah. She really enjoys it. Yeah. Um, and I keep telling her that she's doing it wrong. She needs to do a Christmas in July for her birthday. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then she could totally do like a full traditional Christmas because it's winter. Yes. And yes, for the for the listeners in Europe and America, uh, we're in Australia, so July is winter. Yeah. July is like the middle of winter. So it's cold. always frightfully hot. Like melt your skin off your body hot on we have Christmas. two air conditioners going right now and i'm still sweating yeah <laughs> and christmas day tends to be how hot you know like you get to the point where you can't sweat anymore but you do have air conditioning going and you're inside but you're sweating still and you still and have a mystic fan just, on your face and you're oh, like oh my god oh my god oh my god but then the end of the day always a storm always a storm and it rains yeah the weather's been interesting this year though i'm not sure how that's going to go because mm. oh, I mean, we've had the, one hot, of the hot, earliest. Hot more hot. <laughs> yeah, we've had one of the earliest forming cyclones. Yeah, and that's done a shit ton of damage up north already, and we're not even really in it yet. No, storm season's just starting to build, and it's technically the cyclone shouldn't have had the conditions to start this early in the year. But mm-hmm. there we go. Um, and yeah, we've got power line what is still something like forty thousand homes without power. Yep. And most of them aren't going to be getting power for a while yet because it's still too dangerous to send the repair crews out because of how high the winds are. Yep. So that's fun. 
roads flooded, trees down, roofs whipped off in the winds. Mm-hmm. So lots of fun up north. Yeah. And then down here, we're going through a heat wave, and that's going right down the coast into Melbourne. Yep. Yep. So we're um, experiencing, you know, I think... Typical it, Australian weather. Yeah. Extremes. Ex- yeah. Where you just go, is that really happening in the same state? <laughs> All that's going on in one state. And then you see those maps that show the fires from last yeah. in the last couple of years and they're like, the, your whole country's on fire. And we're like, no, no. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're experiencing hectic temperatures. And I think it was, um, I was trying to hang the washing out yesterday and it was about midday. Oh, why would you make it to be midday? Well, I didn't realise because I'd been working from home and hadn't gone out. Also, you were nice and comfy. I was comfortable, <laughs> still warm, but I was comfortable. And went out and I couldn't finish hanging the washing, it's too hot. I had to come back in. And I thought that can all just sit in the basket and just get mouldy. <laughs> I don't know, get hot. I don't know. And I just it's like in leave it and run. <laughs> In this weather, it's going to get mouldy and gross. Nah, it's like to wash it again. I had, to, I had to go out a couple of times, do a couple of quick trips with like hats and sunnies and like sunscreen. Yeah, sunscreen to hang out the washing. <laughs> <laughs> Ours is undercover, but and it is in a section of the, of the yard that does get a fair bit of breeze, but it's still really warm. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, but that's just like sometimes how much effort it takes literally to like get going, like in this heat. Yeah, which is why no one does a traditional freaking <laughs> no one's No one's that got is sane. ovens on in their kitchen yeah. on Christmas Day in I Queensland. Stuff that shit. Probably Victoria you could. That depends. They, I know I've been talking to a couple of mates and they reckon that it's really fucking hot down there at the moment. For them. I was going to say, for them. <laughs> It's not Queensland. It's not, yeah. They've got, and the thing is, is that they don't have the same level of humidity in that as well. So there's a different heat because theirs is more of a dry heat to yeah. our heat. Yeah. And that's, I cannot handle that. I've, I've learned that the hard way. I cannot handle a dry heat. Oh, I love it. I've spent so many years in humid heat. That's what I'm used to. That's how my, my body has learned to cope with that sort of heat. Uh-huh. Dry heat makes me feel like I'm sick. Oh, interesting. I actually get shivers. I loved it in Vegas. It was dry as all hell, but it's Imagine hot. it's in the middle of freaking desert. Desert, baby. But no, I was just like, this is the best heat. This is the best dry heat. Maybe you need to move to Perth. No one needs to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for anyone that lives in Perth. We're just insulting our own country. Jesus. <laughs> First me, now you. <laughs> so, Yes. Um, Christmas is definitely back to that, um, to finish that off. I was just pretty much saying we've learned to go with the flow, take a real stress-free approach when it comes to Christmas and Christmas Day. Um, and because it's sort of shrunk, our family's sort of dispersed now. Um, some people passed on, some people have just moved away. Um, so it's kind of helped. And yeah, we just definitely don't, I don't feel the build up like the stress build up anymore. It's just a nice day to spend with my mum and my brother. Yeah, it would be nice. Ours is a, we still have a lot of the um, – I wouldn't say there's as much stress. There's certainly not as much stress on me 
especially since I just sort of went, nah, fuck Christmas, piss it off. I thought you were going to say something about your <laughs> your tooth surgery again. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? What's it going to do with Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I did want it done before Christmas, but <laughs> mostly because it was going to close and this has been a three-month-long saga. Yeah, it has. Uh, but <laughs> I think that most of our effort these days is actually put into making sure that the kids of the family will really enjoy it. Yeah. More so than, like, putting too much pressure on ourselves to make it super-duper amazing for the adults. Yeah. So is there any traditions you do for the kids or anything that's come to be a tradition? Oh, like, not me personally, mm. um, but I always make sure I'm here to help mum out if she wants me to be here for things. So they have a the first weekend of December for the family has always been the tradition to put up all the Christmas decorations and the tree and decorate everything yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So it's always been the first weekend of December. Yep. Um, and mums pass that on to the grandkids. Cool. So they come round on the first weekend of December and the tree goes up and the decorations go up and they help out. That's like why there's that really weird display at the front door because the girls did that. <laughs> Tasha's just we have, we have a um, beach Santa nutcracker next to a break dancing headstanding reindeer. Yep. Which is also next to Santa in his gingerbread sleigh. Yep. It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. And there's a um, mat that you can step on and the, there's different tunes come out when you Yeah, that's a Renee back. special. Thanks for that, Renee. <laughs> I I told her. It I made the mistake lot. of telling her a few years, like, the, of the mat that mum had a few years ago that she put out and you stood on it and it sang a song. Yeah. And it had three or four songs in it, but mm. we've not seen them since. And when it died, my sister-in-law and I were both like, yes, <laughs> no more singing mat. Used to, there's, I suppose there's a hole that we've had to patch there seven times because you'd walk in and you'd stand on the mat and the mat would be like, Merry Christmas! <laughs> and then you'd just go through the roof like, what the hell was that? Merry Christmas sometimes. It was rather aggressive. Yeah. It would just be like, Merry Christmas! And just start singing fucking jingle bells or something at you. And it was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. Okay. <laughs> so I made the mistake of telling Renee about that. So she made it her um, mission this year to see if she can find one for her house. Because, you know, if you can't torture your own family at Christmas, what's the point of it? Sure. So, But she found one. She actually found two. She got one for my mum and she got one for herself. And I think her husband wanted to strangle me and her. <laughs> Why would you tell her about this shit? <laughs> oh, well, that sounds like a good fun time for everyone mm. involved. Yeah, except the ones that she's found are even more sensitive than the last ones. Like, you know that runner over there, the Merry Christmas runner mum has down on the floor by the entryway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you step on the other end of that runner, which is a good metre long, mm-hmm. you can still set it off to this tiny little square at the other end of the metre <laughs> runner. Like, you're not moving the runner around, you're just stepping on it, and you can set the fucker off. 
Meanwhile, Taj is dead inside every time <laughs> that thing goes off. Yeah, there's no jumping anymore. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I don't have anything, like, animatronic as such. Oh, my mum has gone out of her way because she's realised that the kids really, really like most of them, except for the giant Santa that freaked him out for a few years. Because he really is life-size. He's, like, five and a half feet tall. Wow. Okay. He's taller than that lamp post thing she's got. Okay, that is pretty giant. When you're little, that it would be freaky. Yeah. Yeah. There's the whole ho 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 Merry Christmas. Yeah, very aggressive. And he moves <laughs> around and he smiles and he sings and it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I can't have a tree though, because of Salem, my cat. Oh, we put it outside. Just turning around to look. Oh yep. <laughs> Because my cat's as psycho as yours. <laughs> check, check one tree assembled. Um, no, I I thought he's probably calmed down. He's now nine. Um, I thought I'd give it a whirl next year. Um, just didn't get around to doing it. I thought even a smaller tree for like the table or something. Um, but yeah, no, he's just launched shiny himself. Shiny lights. Launched himself at that tree one too many times. <laughs> or climbed up in the middle and then you're like walking by and you're like, moving he's in the tree he's like have you seen that video of the tree but have you seen that video of the cat that like broke a couple of branches off in the middle of the christmas tree so that he could use it as a lookout yeah <laughs> i love that one i know i was like that's so smart he's just like sitting there like this is my home now yeah yeah deal with it <laughs> um it's the best thing to come out of christmas is those videos of the cats attacking the tree it's <laughs> my it's uh, my number one favorite thing <laughs> Anything that you like, you know, that's breakable or remote that you spend a little bit of money on, do not have a cat. Yeah, that's why so many of my mum's stuff is still away. Because while I'm here with her over Christmas and that, and yeah. her and dad over Christmas, while I'm building my house, the cat is here as I well. Because he comes with me. <laughs> I think I'd eat it before I could finish this. <laughs> <laughs> the food is good. I won't, I won't knock the food for the most part. The food is good. Yeah. I still think most of it's done at the wrong time of year for Australia, but it's good food. <laughs> I think that's why so many um, families now do like a cold cold lunch, cold dinner, cold cuts. Yep. If, if you're overseas, I think that's we do, what they call it. We do um, cold ham and fried eggs off the barbie for breakfast. No I can't deal with ham. Oh, I like it. You're going to get the right ham though. True. But nah. I, any, anything else? I could have bacon. Yeah, I'll have bacon. I do love piggy. Just ham's fine. Miss Piggy, run. <laughs> I thought you liked Kermit and now you're trying to eat his wife. Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, there's there's so much that has to sort of adapt in a way, you know, for any traditional Christmas movie where you're looking at snow, mm. you know, and they're doing the whole, they're all rugged up and they've got, you know, they're switching on fairy lights and starting to snow and there's this whole wonderland around Christmas and then we've got screeching, we've steaming got... heat. Yeah, there's the middle of a freaking drought and then the grass goes crunch, crunch, crunch underneath your feet, sort of like the snow would. Yeah. Except it's also attacking back and you've got bindies in the bottom of your foot and you bindies. just hear your uncle in the back of the yard going, ah! <laughs> And or green ants. Oh, 
Or fire ants. Or fire ants. Um, yeah, there's a lot of... Mosquitoes, flies, yeah. you just... The, the flap. <laughs> there's a lot. Everyone's if walking around waving their hands. If you're committed to an outdoor session in Australia for Christmas lunch, say, which seems to be the most popular. Christmas yep. dinner, yeah, but Christmas lunch is like the big end like most people do. Yeah, and I think that that's mostly because most Australians realise that like you have Christmas lunch. Yes. And then... You're there for or brunch, like an early lunch. Yeah. And then you're there for a couple of hours and you sort of play your games, you have your chat, you swim in the pool, whatever it is that you're doing. And then you go home. People don't leave. You take the leftovers and you go home. People don't leave. They do in my family. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we all go, all right, Do you we've say? got an hour and a half drive. We're going home now. Okay. Oh, so you're the ones leaving. No, wait, what? Or My, it depends. It, yeah, it depends on where it's been hosted. Most of the time, mum and dad will host it here. Sometimes we don't even do Christmas Day. Sometimes we do, like, Boxing Day or whatever. Yeah. Whatever's most convenient for the whole family. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, like, my brother and his family live a good hour, hour and a half away, depending on traffic, right? And then when my house is built, I'm going to be almost an hour away. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, well, I'm kind of over it now and I'm still going to make an hour trip back. So, catches. <laughs> so it's there's, not no, always... there's no pressure to stick around for another meal. So it's not always the host saying, okay, that's that's enough now. No. Like, I mean, I'm a severe introvert, so it's never going to be the host telling me to fuck off. I'm always the one going, all right, catches all later. Bye. And sometimes I'm doing it like this. Oh, catches Barely audible. <laughs> just like sneak out the door because you know what sort of happened when we were hosting you know 20 something plus people they be, never wanted to leave they no they don't let this is what i mean once they come in you don't and have I say them, <laughs> all of them come in and there'd be always complaints oh you didn't do peas this year you got beans do we oh, excuse me sorry you turned up with nothing and you're critiquing what's not here. How very interesting of you. Thanks, but you can leave now. It sounds as good as the year that someone promised to do my birthday cake and showed up with a fucking salad I couldn't eat instead. Oh my god! <laughs> so I was like, mate, a phone call is all it would have took. A fucking text honestly, message would have been fine. I was going to say, what? Yeah, so the, the audacity that these people turn up. They don't bring anything. They don't bring their own... Which is just rude. Like, you don't visit someone's home for something like that with nothing in your hands. Like... Even a bottle of wine is better than nothing. You're going to need it by the end of the night anyway. Boxed wine is Bring a bag of goon. It's good. It's fine. Passion passion pop. Um, I (laughs) I know. But that's the thing. So you've got some families... Bring a carton of cruises. (laughs) UDLs. Um. (laughs) Go straight for the heavy shit. Um... Yeah, and then you've got people that do, that it wasn't everyone, but half did and half didn't. And so then all of a sudden there'd be all this leftover, of course, 20 plus people, there's quite a lot of food, but there's still a lot of food left over. And so as the afternoon progresses, people, you know. The leftover slowly disappear as well. Starting to have like a second wind of, oh, well, we might as well just stay for dinner then. Look at all this food. But see, you know how we avoid that in my family? (laughs) What? We pack the food up and put it away. (laughs) It's like, oh, there's all these flies out here. I'm just going to put this in a container and put it in the fridge. And then everyone forgets the food exists. And you get up on Boxing Day and you're like, well, fuck, that's a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, we will often do like 
trays oh, of yeah, food. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, we've got we had a whole leg of ham, so we've cut up. There's some for Omar. There's Piggy. some for. Jeez, Miss Piggy, you really need to run. <laughs> it's like you cut Make it so good. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, well next time we have it's a soup you can have some too. I think you like it then. You like peas? I do like peas. Right, well it's pea and ham soup. Excellent. With panna cotton. Okay. She says some random words sometimes. <laughs> it's food! <laughs> it's food in Dutch. Yeah, it's delicious. It's um, much more delicious. Okay, she's got really a recipe. Oh. <laughs> but like we'll we'll do like serving so like if we have if we've used a quarter of an entire leg of ham yeah we'll then cut up servings yeah put them into containers and then when everyone's trying to walk out the door it's like here take this with you yeah which is the most appropriate way to deal with leftovers not you just come in as a person that's not brought anything and then start like going through what you want i can't yeah i can't imagine doing that i would Feel way too awkward. I'll be like, um, what is happening? And so, you know what? They've got there at like, we'll say 10.30 in the morning. Far too early. Far too early for one. And they don't leave because it looks Until 10.30 at night. Pretty much because it's like, we'll have, we'll have dinner. So for your birthday, you want one of those serving boards that says, it's been really nice to have you. Please leave by nine. (laughs) Thanks. Um, that's the thing. So, you, you know, you've got all sorts of different sides of the swords with different families and their dynamics and everything. I've heard all sorts of things. People have big rows every year. They don't look forward to Christmas, but, you know, it's the other side of the family. You might have married into that family or whatever. And then you've got all of the other sections because you've got like the divorced families. Yes. And the new families. Mm -hmm. And you have the, yeah, I I can't imagine all of that because like. I I don't know how my brother and my sister-in-law do it because my sister-in-law's parents are divorced. But they've so it's almost like they've got to split themselves three ways because they've got her mum, her dad and his partner and then like her grown-up brother and his partner. Yeah. And then they've got my parents down here. I just make sure I lump myself in with my parents at this stage because like I don't have kids. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of christmas so like i will volunteer to run errands and bring food or whatever you want me to do but i'm not gonna host it <laughs> oh <my laughs> keep God. that shit out of my house <laughs> if that ever happens you have to take pictures no it will <laughs> never happen <laughs> like at least not until i have my own kids yeah that, that that would be the only thing that would change it because like just because i don't like christmas and I have a multitude of reasons as to why I don't like Christmas. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm going to ruin it for my children. Like it, it is. I have very <laughs> fond memories of Christmas growing up and yeah. the effort that my parents must have put into making sure that I had those memories. Yeah. I very much appreciate magical. That. But and like we had our own traditions around things like that. Like every Christmas Eve, because my dad would work constantly all the way up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. So every Christmas Eve my dad would sit down with us as kids and read us the night before Christmas and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like them to have those little traditions. Like I had like dad reading us the nightmare, the nightmare, the night before Whoa. Christmas. <laughs> I feel like it is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> he would, it is you know, considered a Christmas movie. Nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. yeah. But he'd, he'd read us that and you, you know, you had your little traditions. I think I was 
the precocious little shit that always was like, we need to put carrots and water out for the reindeer. Oh, yeah. I was the same. There had to be cookies and milk out for Santa. Santa, yes. And then there had to be carrots and reindeer. Uh, um, carrots and water out for the reindeer. Carrots and reindeer. <laughs> out for the reindeer. <laughs> These days. Probably would need to be. Yeah. Well, see, it was um, beer and cookies Santa in my house. Beer. Is that because that's what your dad preferred to drink? <laughs> Um, so a stubby of I'm like... sure that my dad just poured the milk back into the bottle. <laughs> it wasn't out for long. <laughs> um, yeah, cookies. Was, I think it was the one night of the year that they could actually get me to go to sleep. Like, go to bed and go to sleep because yeah. otherwise Santa won't be here. He won't be here while you you're got to quickly, work. yeah. Um, and then I think my parents then would, the beer would be half drunk or full drunk. The cookie would have a bite out of it. Oh, no, the cookies were gone. Yeah, the bite. Just a bite. <laughs> I think because Dad had already had a few beers on Christmas Eve, so it was just like, I don't have sweet anything with beer. Yuck. Um, so, and then the You couldn't great... have just picked them up, left a couple of crumbles on the plate, and put them back in the container? Well, I think in the future years they did that, but, like, majority of my memories were there was, like, a half sort of eaten sort of, <laughs> and, like, a little letter, and then they'd grate the carrots – so it was like they the reindeer would eat like really messily and like leave carrot everywhere. So your parents were much more um, imaginative than mine. It was just that shit went missing. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd get dad's work boots and put flour on the bottom and then stomp them, stomp them around the house. Yeah. Yeah, no. That was never going to happen. My mum has borderline OCD, I swear. So the flower in the house was never going to happen. <laughs> Not like that. God. So, yeah, there'd be like little bits of um, carrot just strewn everywhere because the reindeers were such messy. Well, they're animals. I'm not <laughs> arguing that point. Why are you looking at me like that? So, yeah, there was definitely some things like that. You know, I was always a sleeper in her when I was little too. So oh, I wasn't. <laughs> I, you know, people would ring the house, you know, aunties, uncles, grandparents, and, you know, be like, you know, seven or something. They'd ring eight o'clock. She's not up yet. I haven't, I haven't opened anything. She's not. She, why would I wake her up? So let me, let me have my piece. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it'd be like nine, nine thirty. You know, I'd get up finally and start the, the Christmas day. But most other we, kids were like five. I yeah, know that's like uh, four o'clock. Ours was five. We the stocking would be beside our bed when we got up. Yep. And the rule was is that um, you could open what was in your stocking. Stocking. Yes. Um, and you could play with or eat what was in the stocking. Yep. So if there was a little treat or something in there, it was like it was the loophole. You could have a little bit of whatever was in the stocking. Um, and then you could quietly go into the living room and watch TV. Oh, yeah. Until mum and dad got up. Not that mum and dad slept in very late, but, like, if you're getting up at 5 in the morning, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They've probably gone to bed at, like, midnight trying to get everything sorted for the next day. Yeah. So it's like just let them sleep (laughs) (laughs) or die. (laughs) So we'd go in. I'd wake up and I'd do my stocking and then I'd go out into the living room and turn on the cartoons. Yeah. I think that was actually how I found Josh Groban the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I, it was like stupid early in the morning that the show, that Channel 9 or something was still playing Good Morning America instead of yeah the Today Show or whatever it was. Yeah. And yeah, he was doing his concert for... Ah, like the Summer Series concerts. Yeah. Yeah. And then... No, it wasn't the Summer Series concerts because it was Christmas, but he was doing, like, a concert mm. for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And then 
it came on and I was like, oh my God, he's got a really good voice. <laughs> I really like this person. Yeah, I like this. Even though it's Christmas music, I like this person. And yeah. <laughs> I am now a fan. But that's okay because he has good music. Thank you, early mornings on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. Early mornings any day. Apparently, that's just what I do. Yeah. Well, that's where you find the good music on Rage as well, early morning. All I remember about Rage is that horrendous <laughs> intro. It's fun. It's all that really horrid static music. And I'm like, why is this a music show? It sounds like it should be in a fucking lab being studied <laughs> somewhere. So for anyone that's listening overseas to clarify Rage, it was and still is um, on a... Um, on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation channel, ABC. Yes, which is funded by... Um, well, it's Us. supposed to be funded by taxpayer money. Yeah. Um, and so Rage is, I guess, like VH1 or, you know, um, video hits, stuff like that. Like it's just a show that counts down um, international, local and national music. Except Australia has really weird laws about what it's allowed to have on at certain times. And so when it started at midnight <laughs> until 5 a.m., yes. I think, or 6 a.m. I think it might have been. Yeah, might have been 6 a.m. It had all the really off-the-wall shit. Yeah. And then at 6 a.m. it moved over to the more popular music. Yeah, like mainstream stuff. But, like, yeah, before that you'd be like, what am I watching? Sometimes, like, as a six-year-old not knowing what LSD or acid was, you'd, like, sitting there going, I'm having a trip and I don't know what's happening. (laughs) But, like, when you're older and you're, you're, like, a teenager and an adult, you're like, this must be what an acid trip feels like. Oh, it was, it was, I mean, you'd find some really cool stuff in amongst all the weird stuff, but holy moly, <laughs> like, it was a ride. Um, so yeah, I remember it's finding rage. Killing Heidi on there. Yep. They were, they were always awesome. good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. then there were other ones that I watched that I felt like I was watching that. What was that guy that David did the, did the, is it, he did the elephant man and he did, um, the June oh. in adaption. Uh, might have to look it up. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> but yeah. Is it David um, Munch? No, Rage was and still is quite cool. I try and catch it every now and again. It has changed a bit, but um, yeah, that was your go-to for the countdown of, you know, um, Hottest 100 or, you know, Top 50 in the charts kind of thing. Um, new and discoverable artists, basically. Uh, yeah, so I made a gingerbread house slash cathedral. It's actually cathedral. Um, Lynch, David Lynch. It's like he was off the wall for everything he did. Jesus, yes. I'd One hour in his brain would be too much. I think one minute in his brain <laughs> might be too much. I've had to sit through film and TV class watching his movies and dissecting them. And <laughs> I have never been so traumatized in my life. It's It's a lot. Um, it explains why those why that particular reduction of Dune was so disgusting in certain parts, like with that the dude in the chair it, with the blood, blah, 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 the one with the sting with with the sting with sting in it. I haven't I haven't seen that. Um, it's good. It's just that <laughs> you're dude not in selling the, it. I, it is like it's good, and it's a book. The books are even better as usual, but. That particular 1984 adaption was good for its time, mm-hmm. but there was like that one scene where the dude's in like this. It's meant to be like a floating wheelchair thing, you know, sci-fi. 
And he's like got all these pustules and boils all over him and he's like throwing shit up and it's just disgusting and I'm sitting there going, oh yeah, that's his work, isn't it? (laughs) And it's just straight up David Lynch right there. Twilight Zone Lynch. Is that the same? Same person or different person? Let's have a look. I think so. Not that I watched the Twilight Zone. I did. Yep, same Lynch. Same, Same Lynch. Okay. Fuck, that shit terrified stuff. me as I was. Well, I used to watch that as a kid, and there oh. were quite a few episodes there that freaked me out. Mm. Like, it wasn't really um, approved watching. It was more like I was sitting in the hallway behind <laughs> the couch watching <laughs> when I should have been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and like freaking out when I was a little bit older and I was allowed to stay up and watch it. I do. There was one episode, and it's never ever left my head. Never left my head. I cannot sit to this day as a now 34-year-old woman. Uh-huh. I cannot sit over the wing of a plane. Like, I can't sit in one of the window seats next to the wing of the plane. I have to be in front of the wing. Okay. Because this episode of Twilight Zone. I knew you were going to say this. Yeah. Had this guy flipping out on the plane. Because every time he looked out the window, he saw gremlins. Oh, yeah. And they were, like, ripping apart the wing. Uh-huh. And people thought he was losing his mind. And they ended up doing an emergency landing to deal with him. But he's watching these gremlins rip the wing of the plane apart and, like, destroy the engine and everything. And then they get on the ground and he's being wheeled away in a straitjacket. And they look at the wing of the plane and it's been shredded and the engine's burning and it's just screwed. And he's like, I told you I'm not crazy! As he gets carted away. And oh. it's like this little creature like... Nye, nye, nye. Oh, they're real. Girl, and I was like, real. I can't sit on the wing of a plane anymore because I'm just going to just open the thing and imagine that right there because my imagination works overtime sometimes. Yeah. That is one of the things that it would work overtime on. <laughs> yep. Gremlins are real. They're certainly in my head. No, they're really real. Yeah, I know, but they're definitely in my head. <laughs> yeah, I can see why you wouldn't want to sit in the wing of a plane now mm-hmm, seeing mm-hmm. that. Well, certain things, if you've seen it a little too early, maybe, or maybe it would have sat with you regardless of what age. Oh, look, my brother ignored every warning he was given about Pet cemetery. Oh, God. And it's still with him now, and he's in his 40s. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that is never leaving him. Look, Stephen... And I don't think my dad has ever looked at a St. Bernard the same way since watching Cujo. Cujo? Holy shit, that freaking... But the best part was is he went down to the shops the day after and he walks past a station wagon car and there's St. Bernard... No! That That movie got me. (laughs) That movie and The Ring and Scream. Because I watched Scream 1... When I was at a sleepover for a, tw- I think it must have been a thirteenth birthday. I've never watched The Ring. <sighs> Don't. I'm not a horror genre fan to start with. I'm not either. So but I'm somehow... very very careful about what I watch. So I've never seen The Ring. Don't. Um, I have seen parts of. I know what you did last summer, but I don't think I've ever actually seen Scream. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that got my mother because she is a horror genre fan so yeah. we do have quite a bit of it in the house and i just don't watch it yeah is that i watched that is it an american haunting with this, like she there's a lot of those movies but that. yes and i i laughed for most of it <laughs> and my mom was like you psycho what are you laughing at and i'm like all of this shit happening to them uh, is really obvious like 
open your eyeballs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like there was that guy staring at this string instrument as it's tightening and tightening and tightening and it's like it's getting taunter and taunter and taunter and it's like I don't know about you but I know that if something is at maximum tension and you apply pressure it's gonna snap and it's gonna do so explosively and what's this fucking idiot do puts his finger on it slaps himself across the face with it and loses an eyeball. And then he's like, ah, it's the ghost. And I'm like, yeah, the ghost may have tightened it up, but you were the idiot that touched it. <laughs> yeah. And my mum's like, are you sure that you should be watching this? And I'm like, I'll sleep like a baby tonight. Look at these fucking idiots. <laughs> a lot of the time that's the case, though, unless it's just, you know, slasher, just slash them up for no reason. Yeah, I think part of my issue is, is that it needs to have a storyline that's Followable. Mm-hmm. It can't just like slasher movies. I get that people enjoy them. That's their own genre. But I can't. I just like can't. It, there needs to be a storyline that I can follow. A storyline that's coherent. Yeah. Well, House of Wax. I got a free ticket to that when I was working at um, Movie World. Um, we had free screenings of upcoming movies yeah yeah, that had been filmed either around us or near us or through one of the many companies that also are a part of not just studios but sound and do all sorts of things there um and i remember going and i thought oh god it's a horror movie and i did the same i laughed the whole way through because this is the house of the wax with paris hilton in it it. they're playing the dumb blonde because she does that really well yeah um and the one thing that i laughed at probably the hardest was the killer had a knife and she's running across um, catwalks. So the knife went up and sliced the back of her heels, which I can't imagine the pain. Yeah, because it's like your Achilles tendon and everything. Yeah, right? like I just can't, but more. But because it was her, I laughed harder for some unknown reason because of the acting. Oh, yeah, because I was a little psycho. No, because <laughs> of the acting. It, you know, you're thinking, holy shit, I've not seen that done before on a horror movie slicing the back of someone's heels as they're running. And then... <laughs> Just the reaction of her was not enough. Like, it wasn't, there wasn't correlating <laughs> to kind of show, like, the agony that you should be in when you're still running with sliced heels, basically. I'm surprised that he could reach her heels because doesn't she normally run around in, like, six to nine-inch stilettos? Yes, unfortunately, she had lost her shoes. Um, Paris Hilton wouldn't lose her shoes. No, I know, but it, this, this plot holes in this thing were out This of explains why she never went back and did a lot of acting, because if they were telling her to lose her shoes all the time, she would have been like, I can't do that. I can't run in non-heeled... I need my heels. Yeah, she's almost like Barbie. My mum can run in heels. It's I can scary. run in heels too. She can run across muddy ovals in heels. It's terrifying ability. Yeah, but I think that's a really great skill to have. If you have heels, yeah. I try to avoid them. <laughs> I have weak ankles, so it's not a great choice. That's all the dancing I, I did as a kid. That. I have weak ankles. It's just not something I thought I'd hear you say today. Would you like me to talk about the dental surgery again? No, I'm I'm pretty over that. Um, <laughs> Ow. Um, yeah, but it is it is surprising how much horror I've seen, considering I do not like it either. Mm. like at all i end up watching the trailers yes i watch so many of the horror trailers and then it's like i think my algorithm has actually pinned <laughs> me for horror Tell trailers you. and then because all i do is i go oh yeah that's one for mum and forward it to her 
Because she won't find it as easily yeah. without it, but it like has bounced into my algorithm because I'll like see it as a promotion every now and again and then I'll engage with it to send it to my mum. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, she liked that. So it says to be 20 more and I'm like, no. <laughs> see, I didn't like it. I just sent it to someone. See, the algorithm for me at the moment is either upcoming movie trailers, Jimmy Fallon, and the other one, I only watch, say, two of these because I find them fascinating, where it's um, uh, interrogations of different, like, fit people that have done really horrific Your things. Your algorithm is very different to mine right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can't think of the handle. I'll think of it and I can get Tasha to pop it in the notes. But I think it's, like, CSB psychology or something. Anywho, and they've got different tapes, you know, because it's always America. All this stuff seems to be very readily available for everybody to look at. Yeah, well, they have their um, Right to Information Act. Yeah. Ours is a bit harder. Like, we do have a Right to Information Act, but theirs is um, much easier to work through. Yeah. Ours is rather rigorous. So now I'm just getting everything under the sun in regards to crime. (laughs) Crime. And, like, you know, it's every title under the sun, like, Teenagers that think they're above the law, interrogated. And then Karens who think they're above the law. I'm surprised that you haven't spoken about that TikTok girl that went to Japan and got arrested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you not hear about that one? I did not hear about that one. Oh, that was a, that was a nightmare. Um, yeah, he went to Japan and he was just essentially making a public nuisance of himself. And, was this yeah. recent? Wait. Relatively. It's happened in the last few months. Okay. Um, so he went over, was making a bit of a nuisance of himself, and then uh, kind of got asked to leave and not come back. And so he left. But then he thought, oh, well, it's, you know, it's been a month. Everything's calmed down. I can go back. Mm-mm. Oh, God. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why? Why would you? I don't then... know. Because he's a teenager. He thinks he's above the law. <laughs> See, it loops back. <laughs> uh, he ended up sort of like breaking onto a construction site. Like he didn't have to break anything to get in there, but he stepped over the caution tape and yeah. ignored the signs that said authorised personnel only and blah, blah, blah. And him and his mate were walking through and his mate's filming him. And the construction workers were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this is not how this works. But he he was making really rude and racist comments the whole time to the to the what? point where, like, the literal Japanese, who are one of the most polite people in possible, <laughs> like, yeah, yes. them in Canada are ranked right up the top there of, well, politeness. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they, they were just randomly punching him in the face in the street. Like, this is how bad he was. Like, even the ultra-polite... Oh. Japanese people were like, oh, you're that person. Smack. I'd like to have seen that. I I don't think you would have. (laughs) I I can send you some links. I tell you what, I'll link you to a Tozy's in the show notes below. I'll link you to a Tozy's latest roundup on it because that's when one of them, the guy who's carrying the camera and filming it, he's been released Mm -hmm. from Japanese prison and essentially told to be on his best behaviour. Um, and he was also told to take all of his mate's stuff with him, apparently. Oh, wow. Which means uh, he's in for some time. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck in a Japanese prison. That's getting all smacked say. in the face because you're repeating fucking ridiculous rhetoric. Because he was talking about, like, he was sitting on public transport, like, on their trains. Sure. Making a nuisance of himself. And if someone piped up and went, can you just 
not please. Like mm. we just want to sit here and get to work and yeah. not have to deal with this. And he's like, well, you know, Hiroshima, oh. we can do that again. Oh, it's like, oh yeah, God. because you have the fucking codes to do that, mate. Who would let you into that sort of piss off? Wow. Wow. Like, I'm not, I'm not Japanese. I'm not American. I have no vested interest in this discussion, but I still want to smack you in the face. Yep. With a bag of rocks. Yeah, a couple of bricks. And some cement. Yeah. Might just, you know, make you some shoes (laughs) with that cement. (laughs) You can wear them around jail. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because your shoes are now apparently on their way back to another country. (laughs) But the the thought process. Yeah, and he was doing it all for, like, TikTok followers or whatever. What the hell is with that lately? Well, not think, lately. It's always it's, been. It's always but... been a thing. But, yeah, it's, like, it's it's getting so much worse. Because now there's been a lady, and I believe she was arrested. And she's like, oh, it's a prank, bro. It's a prank. I'm sorry. It's not a prank. Like, I remember when a prank was putting cling wrap over the toilet. I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> no, ever? like, but, like, that was as oh, malicious was... as it got. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah. or a bucket. On top of the door, so when you yeah. walk through, you got tarred and feathered with water and whatever, mm-hmm. styrofoam, mm-hmm. whatever. I love that you went with tar. Where are you getting tar? Tarred and feathered. That's where they got the idea for uh, the bucket. Oh, I see. I was like, wait. Because it gets dropped on them, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you have a secondary okay. bucket that drops more shit on you. Yeah, so you become a chicken. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that was the height <laughs> of it. And now they've got, they, this girl has just been arrested in America. Only in America. Honest to goodness. Unfortunately not. I know. That, that seems to be where the worst of the worst is coming from at the moment. Yeah. Um, she got arrested for playing a prank. And I think it's like the second or the third time that she's played pranks in Walmart. But the first time she went in with her TV and she set her TV up and everything. And like the sales guy, she called him over and was like, oh, you know, there's this TV and is it unbreakable? And he's like, sorry. She's like, like, if I hit it with my bat, would it break? And he's like, why what? would you hit it with a bat? And she pulled a bat out of the shopping trolley and just launched it at this TV. Oh, my god! Now, the Walmart employee doesn't know that it's not a Walmart TV. It's her TV, but he doesn't know that. So he thinks she's now breaking property. So he's, like, calling security over and everything, which sure. I would do. Yeah. Fucking psycho lady has just launched a bat at a TV in the electronics section. I'd be worried, too. Well, I would have but- called for just the lady with the bat. Full stop. Like another lady with a bat to take out the lady. No, with bat. no, I would have called security just seeing a lady with a bat. Oh, well, but he didn't see her with the bat until yeah. Yeah, she yeah, had yeah. the trolley and that with her. Yeah. But then the other, the other prank that she's recently played that, or or that I've recently seen, which again, Matozzi has been my news source for this. <laughs> uh, she's fucking punching a fake baby. Like she's got the, the. Oh no! What is the baby carrier? Like a capsule? Yeah, like the carrier that you can take in with you and she's like, put it on. Like it's snap. Yeah, I know what you mean. Snaps and out. She's, she's like, put a fake baby inside with like the sound effects in oh, it. And then gosh. she's put the blanket over the top and she's carrying it around. And then like the sound effects go and the baby's crying. Air quotes here. Crying. Um, and then she she's like, oh, you're doing too much and punches it in the face. And, like, through the blanket so you can't see that there's no real baby in there. She's, like, just punching it. And she ends up, like, tossing the capsule across, like, off the trolley and off the thing. She actually ended up in a physical altercation with another guy who was trying to wrestle the baby capsule away from her. Like, you can't be doing that. Give me the baby. 
you can't be trusted with the baby. And she's like, you fucking weirdo, you psycho, you're not getting my baby off me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, who's the weirdo and the psycho here? Because <laughs> it's not him, I can tell you. He's doing what you should probably do in a this situation. Service. Yeah, like yeah. If, if you see someone beating a young enough child to fit into a baby capsule like that, then yeah, I would probably want to punch you in the face and take the kid too and be like, hey, uh, security, we need the police. So that's what happened. They got the police involved. She got arrested. Although I don't think they can arrest her for child endangerment when they realise that it was a fake baby, but I do believe public nuisance could be in there and disorderly conduct. And even if you're not drunk, you can still be done with that one. Yeah. So she's actually facing some rather nasty charges. How do you come up with that? I don't know. Oh, gosh. But I love how we got to this point from Christmas. <laughs> See, I knew it. If we just had, this is what happens, audience. <laughs> this is why it's as random you rambles. Tell, <laughs> it's if you, ramble. if you just, this is your first episode, I implore you to go backwards to our very start and just see how this is very on trend for random rambles. I don't know. When we get ranty about particular subjects, we tend to stick to them pretty closely. Cause yeah, we're so we do. We're so mad. It's but when we're when we're more relaxed and we're just like this is fucking stupid, we ramble a lot more. Yeah, we do, yeah. So um, I implore you to go back if this is your you found us via this episode only. Go back, relive or not relive because you haven't heard heard it before. Go back to the start and listen to our podcast and just if you yeah, enjoy um, and share it with your friends if you think they'd like it because we always want more listeners. Yeah, and there's something for everyone. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, there's lots of cop- t- topics. Topics. There's lots of topics. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I was trying to get topic and cover out at the same time. There's a lot of topics for us to cover. Yes. <laughs> that was the line I was going for. Um, so we haven't obviously scratched the surface, but yes. I mean, um, we are only like eight episodes in. Oh, look. Still eight episodes of goodness. Yeah, seven or eight <laughs> around that time. <laughs> We're not doing a do we know them. We are not counting every episode. No. And that's okay. Um, but, yes, that's how we end up going off on tangents and you find yourself thinking, wow, I was just listening to them talking about Christmas and now we're talking about people punching non, uh, non-real fake babies babies in Walmart and getting Walmart. arrested. Yeah. And to be entirely honest, sometimes Walmart, we sit sorry. here while we're talking about it and do the same thing. Like, how did we get to this point from that? <laughs> yeah, but this is how we work. That's that's literally our lunch conversations from when we used to work together. Yep. Um, and passers-by at our workplace would constantly question sometimes our sanity. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> our sanity. Like, how did um, we get to this conversation? They'd get in halfway through, like, a particularly bad point that we had. Yeah. And they'd be like, should you be talking about this at work? And we're like... We were just talking about something completely different. Yeah. Like, mate, you're here halfway through, not even. Yeah, you've you've come in at a weird spot. Can't so, eh, it is what it is. So, yeah, that's how we work. Um, why stay on the same topic when you could ramble. explore <laughs> and ramble so much more? <laughs> so, this is it. This is us for another episode of Random Rambles. Have we've started in Christmas and we've ended in TikTok. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you all on the flip side. Yeah, we will.